conversation between us, so it should be okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, welcome everyone. Welcome to Practice Success Podcast. I have an incredible guest tonight. Uh, today we are going to be talking about challenges in becoming a, a dentist. I have J- Dr. Jason Coe. Uh, on the line, and I'm happy that you are here with us today. Dr. Jason, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, Jonathan. This is a great opportunity. I really appreciate you having me on. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that. So, um, Jason, last time I saw you, it was uh, the seminar we went to, right? Yeah. It was uh, in, in Canada? In Vancouver. Yeah. How was that for you? I think it was awesome, man. Just meeting everybody in person changed the game for me because like when you talk to somebody online, you don't always know their tonality, their personality, and you don't have the same kind of like deep experiences that you might have when you meet in person. And so going there, obviously it's a great uh, city, amazing place, um, just in the environment that we were in. It was, it was awesome. So I, I really mm. liked it. Okay. Well, did you travel by yourself? Yeah, I was there by myself. Mm, okay. What's some of the crazy stuff you did since you, you went there by yourself? Nothing, man. Like we went out uh, <laughs> the other night, uh, like the last night, we just went out to a bar. But, you know, like some people split up and went out um, clubbing and we went out to like uh, some Asian market, night market type of deal. So nothing crazy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, oh, man, my experience, uh, man, I'm going to tell you a story. So uh, it was uh, that one night. I, I was there for like three days, right? And then I, we went out with my people who I, I'm rooming with because I have like four people that we shared the room with. So we went out clubbing and, <laughs> and we were dancing with these two chicks. And I was like, I, I was dancing. We were dancing all, all six of us. And I decided to take picture with these two girls and I'm in between. And I was like, I'm going to take a picture with them. And knowing that I'm married and I have kids, <laughs> I was like, man, my wife is going to get mad at me. I have to delete these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in before, believe me. So, yeah. so, so I deleted, I deleted the picture. But when I got home, she checked my phone and she found out the picture, anyways. And so we ended up discussing it. She, she wasn't mad. She was just, she was surprised that I had to delete stuff and hide things from her. So we had a discussion about that. It's like it's, it's crazy stuff. But anyways, Jason, um. So your experience, um, go back to the topic, you're in a uh, dentist industry. Um, how did you get started with that career? Uh, well, it's interesting. I went to school um, as a business major. So mm. um, I actually switched. I, I first started you know, studying medicine and dentistry. It's the same track. Um, but for some reason, I guess I didn't like it. And I switched to business because I thought that having a business background might be more important. Um, it'd be beneficial for multiple things. And I could still get into dental school or medical school if I wanted to. And my mom is a dentist. She had been for, I don't know, 10 years or so before um, I started to kind of think about it. She never really forced me into it, but she always suggested, why don't you do dentistry? And so I tried everything, you know, I was a business major. I tried working in a bank. I worked in a lot of retail places, nothing really serious. Um, But then I decided, okay, you know, I shot at a few offices. I really wanted to see what it was like working in a practice Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I decided to just kind of go back into that. And so I went to school for another year to finish up some more prerequisites. And then I, you know, got accepted into dental school. It took me two years. So Two years for dental school? Well, no, dental school is four years in the States. But this year I applied for it. I wasn't totally ready for it. And so, um, you know, I, I had to retake like chemistry and organic again. Uh, those are my worst classes. I hated that. And so oh. 
I retook the classes, I got an A in those, and then it just gave me a better application. So it took me two tries to get into dental school. Mm. Uh, you know, after that, um, I just I specialized and I did a few other things in addition to that. And, and uh, you know, I found that I, I liked it. It was good. You liked it? Okay. How mm. hard was uh, the college for you, the dental college school for you? It was tough. You know, like um, dental school is one of those places where you go and you're never going to be the smartest guy there. Mm, um, interesting. Very humbling. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how good of a grade that you got coming into it. It's just like if you were to go to Harvard, I mean, everyone is smart. You know, everyone's very intelligent um, and it's a tough environment to be in because um, for those that don't know, like, you know, your first two years, um, it's really heavily focused on didactic. So a lot of, you know, sciences and a lot of like book study. Um, and so when you start to get into the third and fourth years, you're integrating the clinical practice into it. So you're seeing patients and you're understanding more of that side of it, but you're still doing all the didactics. You've got your board exams. You've got all these other like quarterly and, and semester exams that are really, really big. And um, the way the dental schools are typically structured is like, at least with my school, is if you fail two classes in one year, you're out. And it doesn't matter if it's a 12 course, a 12 credit course and a one credit course, you're out. So hmm. it's a very stressful environment to be in. Everybody there is, is there to get the highest grades so that they can specialize. And so it's not always the most uh, friendly environment sometimes. It depends on your class or going there. Every class is a different, uh, I would say, culture. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, it was good. You know, it's a very humbling experience. You learn a lot. You learn things that you never even thought of before. Um, but it's a, it's a really rigorous type of um, curriculum. Yeah. Hmm, that's very interesting. Um, going into that, um, you know, that school, is there a way for you to attend dental school and also the college part without paying anything out of pocket? Very rarely you could get a scholarship, but that's hmm. a, a very rare situation. I don't know of many schools that uh, provide scholarships. In fact, it's one of the highest um, or the most expensive type of graduate educations in the United States. Um, average student graduating is going to come out with about $400,000 in, in debt. Wow, that is very interesting. Um, in your experience, how much money have you accumulated uh, in debt? About that much, a little bit. About more. that much still? Yeah. Is it because you're paying for the college and supporting yourself at the same time? Could yeah. you go to college and also find a part-time job um, while doing it? Or you have to be in full-time? It can be done. I mean, I know some guys who did, you know, two jobs and, and mm. school at the same time. And, you know, some of them were bartenders. They worked at night um, or they worked as a bouncer or something like that. And they went to school during the day. So it is possible. You know, anything is possible. You've got guys in there that have three kids. Um, they're working one or two jobs in addition to dental school. Um, it's really tough. They don't get much sleep. <laughs> yeah, right. It can happen. Yeah. Mm. Well, let, let's go back. Let's circle back. Um, you mentioned that your mom is a dentist. And mm -hmm. how is that growing up, you know, as a, as a son and your mom is a dentist? How, how her schedule is like and how is that for you as a son? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, a lot of that, I, I don't remember much of it myself. But my mom's a hustler. She came mm. to the United States from Korea back in the 70s and she was a nurse. So she came over here. Um, it was difficult to work as a nurse even uh, back then in the 70s. And so, you know, rather than go back to nursing school, she went to dental school instead. So she did four years of that. And yeah, definitely there was a period of time where I didn't see much of her because she was always studying, you know. And so I would go to, I remember going to the dental school with her at that time um, and seeing the clinic and, and observing her and watching her as a student. 
And, you know, maybe that had some bearing on me mentally or emotionally at some point when I got older, you know, you just remember things like that, like flashbacks and stuff. Mm. Uh, Cause I would go back to that school often. You know, she became a professor there. She started teaching. And so I was always in that environment, but yeah, I remember a time where, you know, she just wasn't around very much. You know, she had to be studying. Um, and then my dad would be working to help pay for the bills, to pay for the education and everything else. And so, you know, I don't honestly remember much of that time. I was probably, you know, busy playing video games and not even being totally aware <laughs> of all the hustles and the sacrifices and stuff that they had to go through. Wow. So now that you're in it, you actually understand the hustle and all that and the struggles on being a dentist. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of things that people don't always think about, you know, and so um, part of being a dentist is understanding all that. You know, you have to understand what it really entails of being a dentist, practicing um, in today's world and how that can kind of uh, change your balance of life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So Dr. Jason, talk to us, you know, you, you're a son of a dentist. You've done, you actually check out other practices, uh, different places to actually know if this is for you or not. Tell me a little bit about, you know, some of the places you've been through and what's some improvement that you think that they can improve on. Oh man, I could talk on this topic all day long. <laughs> you know, I've worked in so many different practice settings. When I first graduated in 2010, mm -hmm. uh, I did an AGD residency, which is advanced education in general dentistry. It's another year. But in that period of time, I was allowed to moonlight. So that means I can work in different offices. I already have my license. I'm a dentist now. And so um, I started working in a corporate office. And this is kind of like one of those things where at least at this time, things probably have changed. Um, it's really focused on numbers, you know? So they're like, you know, trying to get as many patients in the door. It's a busy practice. Right. But you're still young, you're still new, you're trying to learn, you're trying to get better at things, trying to be efficient, trying to remember what you learned in school and all those kinds of things. So you're just kind of like, you know, thrown out there essentially. But mm -hmm. I'm in school and, and residency at this time. And so, you know, there's, uh, you know, a little bit more confidence there, right? Because I'm learning all the advanced stuff, all the special things that you don't necessarily learn in just a normal dental school. Um, and then, so after that, I started working in a different type of practice, but a similar setting. And so from there, I mean, I've been in like multiple, uh, you know, general practice, uh, general doctors in one location, like there'd be eight of them in one office. Um, I'd work in, you know, a multi-specialty office after I graduated and did my residency for endo. Uh, I worked, there was an office where there was, you know, perio and surgery and ortho and, and endo all in one office. So that was like a very multiple specialty. I've worked in uh, multiple endo offices, <clears throat> like a group practice. There'd be like, you know, two or three of us all doing endo, um, uh, you know, so things like that. And there's pros and cons to each one of those. And it really depends on, you know, what you like, what you don't like, um, how much autonomy you're willing to give up, um, things like that. And there's so many variables that go into being happy in a practice that uh, I would recommend people kind of consider. And, you know, it could be as silly as something like, you know, you're not working well with your assistant, but the manager is not willing to let that person go or talk to them or try to retrain them or, or get maybe, you know, like some kind of, uh, you know, cultural things going on to, you know, like where you're trying to develop a, a relationship with family, you know, so you have that bond, you build a rapport and you mm -hmm. have around you. Um, sometimes you're not willing to do the training involved um, to get them to where they need to be before they throw them in there 
you know, which can be pretty intense if it's a really busy practice. So little things like that can make a huge difference on your day-to-day because the job itself is already stressful enough. Right. You want everything to work really well together, and that doesn't always happen. Mm, okay, so practices sometimes cut corners, and they, they usually just put them in there and because they want to cut corners, they didn't train them enough, and the culture yeah. is all fucked up because of that. Is that, is that right? And I would say that sometimes it's not always intentional. Sometimes it's just like, look, you know, we had somebody um, get fired or, or lose the job or, or they quit and we need to put somebody in there right away. And mm. sometimes those people that are applying are not always qualified. So you have to train them. And some, some will say that, yeah, that's the best way to learn is just to throw them in there and have them learn by experience. But what that does is it adds a level of stress to the dentist and also potentially to the patient as well. Mm, that's very interesting. So it started with the, the business and then it goes to the patients and stuff like that. That's right. So that's stress. Ah, okay. All right. So um, right now, where are you currently at? How, how is, what's the difference? Be- you're working in the, in the corporate, right? What's the yep. difference between uh, working at the private practice and as an associate and um, working as a dentist uh, at a corporate? You know, that's a, that's, a, that's a great question because there are, again, so many variables. But what I will compare to is my very last job, which was in Omaha, Nebraska, fee-for-service, mm-hmm. private practice, single doctor owned. And it was a very, very nice experience because this doctor actually valued training quite well. And he would put these uh, assistants before they're even out on the floor um, through, you know, quite a bit of training. They have to read manuals of stuff. They have to understand the procedure, why it's done, what materials are used, at what point in the procedure, you know, how to, how to do everything. And they would go through different scripts. So if you remember that movie by, uh, I think it was called Founder, and it talks about Ray Kroc and McDonald's, how they would kind of set everything up ahead of time and then practice kind of like, hey, this is where we're going to be. This is where the patient is going to be, all this other stuff. And, and then you would go through the motions even when nobody's there. And so by the time they're there, they're ready. It's such a, yeah, there's a few kinks, but you know, it's a pretty well oiled machine by the time they're even there. So there's a really heavy focus on training of, of the staff and, you know, trying to make the user experience, the patient experience in this case, very pleasurable in a way. Like, you know, nobody wants to go see a root um, to see the dentist and nobody wants to get a root canal, but we tried to mitigate as much as that as possible and try to make them feel comfortable. We get a lot of patients who are anxious and things like that compared to like a corporate office where, you know, they're really looking at the numbers. Like, do you really need this instrument or material? Do you really need training on the staff? I mean, do you really need three assistants? You know, they're really asking those kinds of questions because they're trying to reduce the overhead and they're not all right. I've been in two, two or three different corporate offices and they're all like, I mean, so far they've been very similar to that. Some are better than others. Um, so I would say that's the real main difference is like you've got, let's just say that I wanted to have a, a particular instrument or a machine or, you know, whatever it was. And if I'm working in the corporate, there's a lot more moving pieces. You know, I've got to talk to my manager and then that manager's got to talk to their supervisor who talks to their CEO or something along those lines. And so things don't get approved right away. Whereas if I needed something in the private practice, I talked to one guy, he's in charge of everything. He says yes or no. And you've got to, you know, that, that type of, it's just like any other business where corporate is just like a slower, you know, more, I don't know. It's just a different process altogether. Um, there are some pros and cons to it. Um, but, you know, I do, I do prefer the fee-for-service type of environment. I think that's the best for me, the way I practice. Mm, okay so it really depends on that person right yeah okay well so tell me jason uh, dr jason 
um, what's your future like be like for you? Are you going to be owning your own practice? And what can you recommend for someone who just graduated and they, they've been through your shoes? Would they, should they own their own practices or should they go to corporate? Yeah, you know, um, I think there's some stages. I always, like I used to teach at the dental school um, right before my endodontic residency. And so students would always ask me that. Um, my future definitely involves my own practice because I have a lot of, I have a lot of ideas that I want to incorporate or implement that are very different than what's being done today. And mm -hmm. I think more than anything, it's kind of an experiment. I'd like to see if this kind of works because I'd like to design the office the way I want it to be, which is very different than what others are doing. So when someone is to graduate and come out and they don't know exactly what to do. Corporate is a good opportunity to kind of get their feet wet, you know, have the ability to see what, what's being done, what they like, what they don't like, because that's just as important. Um, and I always told my students, their first five to 10 offices that they work for, they should just automatically in their head know that they're, they're probably not going to like it. Because the difference is, there's going to be some things, you're always working for somebody else. And most dentists, I would say, are kind of like this introverted type A personality. Not all of them, but I'll see a lot of yeah. them that are like that. And they're very particular about what, what they like and what they don't like. And if you're not really happy with choices being made for you, you got to start your own thing. Otherwise, you're just right. miserable. Um, hmm. But I would say in the very beginning, it doesn't hurt to, like, this is the thing about corporate offices. Most people do that when they first get out just to try, you know, get their feet wet. But what does that mean? Like, as you're as a patient, you may not be getting the dentist who's totally seasoned. Some are, some right. are, um, but the chances of it are a little bit higher because people are using that platform as kind of a stepping stone, right? Exactly. So. Wow. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. So, man, it's been a great talking to you, Dr. Jason. I mean, I've learned a lot from you. So um, for people who want to know, um, that, that's all I have for you today. For, but for some people who want to know more on what you're doing and anything about you, um, where can they find you or how can they contact you? You know, I don't have that much um, presence on social media right now. But, you know, at, at the moment, I think the best way to reach me is on LinkedIn. I'm doing some consulting gigs for, for dental companies. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, like I've been um, hired on a couple times and I think it's very interesting. Um, it allows me to kind of speak my piece and get things off my chest, right? And get paid. <laughs> That's good. Um, so also, so, what's up? So LinkedIn, um, mm -hmm. what are you offering? Because since my audience are more, mostly, you know, dental practice and owners, um, what are you offering them? Well, you know, back to one of your questions about what my future is, I'd like to be involved in dental technology. I'd like to be able to change the way things are being done right now through the use of technology. And I think that there's so many techniques and, and ways that are kind of antiquated right now. And so especially mm. within my field of endodontics, which is, you know, pretty cutting edge, uh, but it's also really antiquated too. I'd like to be involved in like being, I don't know, curating new technology or, or, or innovating something new. So that's really what I'm trying to do in the dental space is copywriting, dental technology, and really just consulting on, on because my big thing is the patient experience. I'm still right. going to provide an excellent service, do an excellent treatment, but it's the treatment, the, the patient experience around that treatment that I think is really going to make or break it. Dentistry, I think, I feel like the, the image of it has gone down, downhill a little bit. And over the last few years, and I'm not sure what the future is. So I'm trying to think about big picture. How can we change that? Uh, what can we do to improve the patient's experience? Also, the, the treatment around it.
Mm. Yeah. Well, Dr. Jason, those are great goals. And if you guys want to look for Dr. Jason, look him up in LinkedIn. And yeah, that, that's all we have for you, Jason. Thank you so much, man. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you having me on. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay.